Hello and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. It is Rich and Kev back for a match review. And Kev, a match review, Everton nil, Aston Villa 2, that we were there. We were there, mate. We were there in attendance, weren't we? Yeah, yeah and there's a certain picture um, going around social media. Uh, with me getting a certain badge involved. But yeah, <laughs> great atmosphere in, in the away end, wasn't it? It was absolutely brilliant. And I can't believe I've seen us win in the third kit. Yeah, won in the third kit. Um, yeah. We'll get into a little bit more in terms of the performance. But, you know, um, I think it's four wins out of five away from home. Um, so, right. you know, things things in terms of the way that we're set up. And we talked about this before about kind of Emery. He's very good at coaching for specific games and specific tactics. And it seems to be bearing that way, away from home in particular. It's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? I mean, 12 points out of 15 on the road. The only um, blemish on that record is Manchester City, the best team in the league for the last five, six years. Um, it's it's unbelievable, really, isn't it? I mean, that, that level of performance, it's hard to win away from home against teams that are languishing the bottom of the league. You know, so we've won what we beat Tottenham. Clearly a good team, pushing the top four. Brighton, who've had a right season. Um, yeah. Southampton, who were on the back of, I think, two or three wins in a row when we played them. So, tails are up. And Everton, who'd won their last two home games under, you know, under the Dyche revolution. So, all of them, just really, really good performances in terms... Sorry, good results, not necessarily good performances. But how many times have we in the past done that and not got even one point out of the game? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And... Um... Yeah, it was, I mean, we've commented today and, and over the last couple of days was that, you know, how, you know, without being too disparaging, but how poor Ever- Everton were, sorry. And also, but also kind of other teams have done this to us in the past, but we didn't really have to get out a second or third gear to get to get the game won. No, I mean, and, and um, you know, I, I did say before the podcast, I hope it wasn't going to come to back to haunt me, but I thought Everton were one of the poorest sides I've seen this season, and I, I maintain that. We've got absolutely nothing. Um, I mean, there was a, a really crazy situation where the ball came off Ezri Conza's rear and went back into play, um, and then somehow it didn't go in. But other than that, there was, I think there was a header, wasn't there? That was a good save. Yeah. But other than that. And they're the home team. They're the ones supposed to press. You know, they kept a bit of the ball, but they didn't really do anything with it. McNeil had a few crosses first half, but I thought cashed out with him actually pretty well and justified his selection. But they've got absolutely nothing, Everton. I don't know what, one, I don't know what Dyche was thinking. And two, um, I, I don't think they're going to stay up. I just think they've, they've got nothing. I mean, you're bringing off the bench as an Everton team with all respect to these players, but you're bringing off Tom Davies, bringing off um, the young lad, uh, Ellis Sims. Ellis Sims. And then Damari Gray, you, you know, who's one in one game in 10 performs. And that's you, what you're trying to win the game. Whereas we bring off um, Emby Wendir, who does actually win the game for us. Yeah, well, we'll come on to the goals and, and some of the performances in a little while. But yeah, I mean, it was a weird one because I think watching some of the, you know, looking at Everton previously in the previous games, obviously they'd won two out of the, those three um, and given a reasonable account of themselves against Liverpool, obviously won the last their two games, they've won 1-0. But just looking at the way that they approach this game, I'd have thought, I'd have, I was expecting, you know, in a hostile atmosphere, I was expecting, you know, Everton to be right at us, you know, a, you know, a Sean Dyche team as well, kind of hit, you know, putting it on us, hitting it long, you know, winning second balls. And 
I've, I've spoke to a few Everton fans on the way home from the game on Saturday and also heard some of their podcasts and they kind of thought that they reverted back to what they were like under under Lampard under the previous regime and sort of went down with a whimper almost. Yeah, um, look, they're just not very good. And I say that as someone who does, who, who, I like Everton. I think, you know, the real rich history of a club, the most played fixture in uh, top flight football, obviously, is um, well, maybe even English football is, in, is Villa Everton. Um, so I've got no, uh, absolutely no issue with Everton. You know, there's a few teams I probably don't like as much, but Everton, I think, have always been a, a really, really established Premier League team, established top flight team for, God, what, 60, 70 years, whatever it is. And, um, but they're just, it's a damning indictment of what they've done over the last few years. The money that they've spent under different managers, the, the vanity of the Ancelotti man- management when obviously he left after a season. Lots of players spent on lots of money and now they're in a situation where they've just not got a very good squad and they're going to really need some some big performances, some players in that team that haven't done much for for a period of time. You know, they've got some good players. They've got, a, you know, they've got a Tarkovsky and Cody at the back. I think Onana's a really, really bright prospect. But I don't look like they can score goals. And that in this league is is everything. All the teams at the bottom that are struggling are the ones that look like they can't score goals. And one of them at the weekend who have been in that situation, West Ham, took one of our strikers and obviously it helped them. Wolves are struggling to score goals. but They are but, again. Yeah, they are. Southampton are struggling to score goals. That's why they're down there. Bournemouth, it, it's, it's no surprise... Everton, are, uh, they've, they've got nothing up top. Nothing. Bang in trouble. Bang in trouble. And to think we wanted Neil Moore play at one point. I know. Um, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's really lost form and he just didn't look like, he didn't look like anything, to be honest. But yeah, you know, let's, uh, we got the win and we'll talk about Villa performances, you know, enough enough on Everton, really. We wish them, wish them well for the rest of the season. But I think if you continue to keep selling your best players, you know, and you don't replace them with anything of any quality, you know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. Plenty of comments coming in. Michael Parsons is in the house. Hi, all. Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining. Richard Edwards. Yes, lads. Five in five. Absolutely. T1. Hello, my people. Hello, T1. Thanks for joining again. Alfie as well. Evening, fellas. Hello, mate. Richard, Hello. I've got a question for you. I don't know if we can answer this because, <laughs> but why was Conter on the floor? We were right at the other end, Richard. So, like, um, and our view was restricted by a by a, a, a basic like a curtain, wasn't it? So, um, well, from of that goal. So, we were right at the other end of the pitch. I don't know. I mean, if anyone could could shed some light on this for us, or if anyone's read anything, but him being on the floor but still on the pitch is it's like having like a you know when you used to play like football as a kid against the wall and you get a rebound and then you'd score. Yeah. Well, it it was like that. Like he should have been off the pitch. He should have just rolled off the pitch. Um, and I think if he was fouled, unless he's literally about to like pass away, he needs to get off the pitch because he's an absolute, you know, well, he proved, didn't it? That would have been just Villa, wouldn't it? For the ball to have been going wide, bounced off Konza, and then they would have scored. Would have yeah, been classic exactly. Villa, and, so lucky. Brilliant thinking from Tyra Mings to get himself in position to be able to hook it off the line. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Konza was maybe moaning uh he was kind of remonstrating with the referee after after it had finished to say he'd been fouled i don't know if he'd been pushed to the floor or what but like you say it's <clears throat> roll off the pitch mate you know especially if we're in trouble there so it's a bit of a strange one um you've got you've got to be savvy there haven't you and maybe exactly foul, but exactly what do we say to kids what do we both say to our kids play to the whistle 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Rachel says, even though I can't watch tonight, but we'll catch up. Emmy is the best. Yeah, we will cover that in a second. That news came out just before we were about to go live. Um, Rich said, the Villa fans sounded loud and proud. Uh, they were, mate. And again, Kev, we commented on this about Everton's, you know, old style ground, fans close in and it, you know, the old seats and all that. But it, it, it does, it does. It does give a better atmosphere. I don't know what it is about the old grounds, but it, they do they do kind of contain that atmosphere, don't they? Yeah, I tell you what, I, I've been to Goodison, maybe my most travelled away ground now. I've been there three times, Goodison, and um, yeah, I think it's um, it's it's just a really, it's not in great condition anymore. You know, it's it's a bit dated, but it's a cracking atmosphere. It really is. As um as we were walking out um. There were some young Everton youth players, 15, 16 year olds, who were with the mums. And as they, as we walked out, there were a lot of them were smiling. And I was, I remember saying to them, lads, I can be smiling, like thinking they would have gone Ela, like you know, whatever. But we're Liverpool, but they were like Man United and Bolton fans. Bless them, these young lads in the youth team. But they said to me, "What?" Well, I heard them say to each other, "We didn't think I was listening." Those like the best away fans we've had here all season. So yeah. I think it helps when you have, you know, a poor first half and then you 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 score in the second half and obviously your tails are going to be up. But the Villa fans were really loud and proud. It was a fantastic atmosphere. Um, and um, it's just nice, isn't it, to have, the, have those kind of kind of experiences on the road? Because we the only other away game I've been to, I know you've been to a few, was towards the end of the Gerrard reign and, at Nottingham, Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest, and, yeah. Uh, to be honest, yeah. though, I think this is the first the first win I've seen this season away from home. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it was welcome. Definitely very welcome. Um, guys, if you're watching, please do hit the like button and, uh, please do subscribe to the channel. We are, um, obviously over a thousand, which is phenomenal. We're getting close to that 1,020 marks. If you are new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. Please do like the video just to help us kind of spread the word of the channel and, uh, and keep growing as, as we want to do. So yeah, please don't forget to do that. Um, a couple more comments coming in. Deontay said, "Hello all, happy for the win and a much-needed clean sheet for the best goalkeeper in the world, Emmy Martinez." Absolutely. Um, T1 said, "Everton were actually riding their luck since Dyche came in against Arsenal. New manager bounce and leads an in a moment goal. Their time just ran out against Villa. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see because I know they've got Arsenal coming up as well, so I don't think they'll get any points from there." Michael Huggins is in the house. Good evening. Good evening, Michael. Uh, Andy said Conson must have been drinking with us guys. <laughs> I bet he was, yeah. Um, Rod said he was he was fouled though, uh, and then complained after to the ref. So, yeah, we'd have to see that. Uh, yeah, it would have been a typical Villa sloppy goal, which I agree. Uh, I think they may have gone to VAR if it had scored. Oh, I hope so. Um, we made it party central. Villa fans were immense. We definitely did, Andy. Definitely, mate. Um, there's two and says, remember to hit the like button as soon as you come in. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, obviously talking about the um, the top goalkeeper award, when he was called into action in that first half, particularly from that header from Anana, Emmy Martinez did his job, mate. He did, yeah. Obviously, he's been a bit criticised by a few Villa fans, me included. You know, I think a few of us in the pod have been annoyed just at, just at the, the manner of time wasting so early. And he did his comments, which you can't fault him for. He's just won the World Cup and now he's officially the best goalie in the world. Um, so he's won that award as well. Why would he not want to, at 30 years old, want to play in the Champions League? It's just understandable. I don't think we can hate him for that. Um, but I think it was 
it's obviously the time wasting, but I think one thing that wasn't talked about enough was just the distribution. The distribution he had in that, the last home game was absolutely horrendous. I think it was four or five times in one half alone. He kicked the ball out of play. So, um, you know, maybe maybe Villa fans, when they look at it and think, well, if we sell Emmy, we're looking at that because he's probably made it clear that if, an, if opportunity comes to go, he'll go. So I don't think you can give Villa fans too much grief for starting to talk about, well, what would happen, you know, you, you you have to at least plan for the future, yeah. even even if it, even if in your own mind. Um, but he was he was what we we've been used to over the last few seasons. He was super reliable. Um, there was a little bit of shithousery, but not as much. He got his customary yellow card. He's got lately. Yeah, not- I thought that was a little bit harsh, to be fair. But maybe we weren't really paying that much attention. We were too busy singing. But I didn't re- I didn't really notice too much of that time wasting um, on Saturday. Not any, not as certainly not as much as he did against Arsenal. Yeah, I, th- I think probably we were a little bit, you know, uh, ten sheets to the win, whatever it is. You know, I think we, we probably couldn't see it as well in the position we were in. But I also think maybe he's got a bit of a reputation, and you know, like, just like some players, maybe have got a bit of a reputation of being tough tacklers. Get maybe get a yellow card quicker than someone else might get it. He's got a reputation for messing around a bit with the ball, and maybe the referee wanted to put you draw a line under it and was a bit a bit harsher than he would have normally have been. Yeah, but. He didn't have too much to do. I thought he claimed no. crosses pretty well. And there was obviously one fantastic save. I think Pickford did a similar sort of like save from a from a header. Um, so both 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 top Premier League keepers and both I think both did pretty well. Um well for those for those saves, I think Pickford would be disappointed to be a bit in his near post, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh Greg joining us, Greg Larry joining us. He said Albin Lafont in if he goes. Uh so must I don't know. If you can enlighten us, mate, on your European knowledge, um, please do where he plays and, and sort of what his strengths are, that'd be great. Um another question, and we'll we'll come on to we'll come on to this player. Um it seems like a good time, but do you think we should have got a penalty for the challenge on Watkins from Pickford in the first half, says Michael. Now again, this is right up the other end for us, wasn't it? So it was difficult, but on the highlights, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've seen them given. I, yeah. I think from. I mean, I think I've only seen it once, and it might have been a little bit um, hungover when I watched it. But I've seen them given. You know, so maybe, maybe you know, he, he did come out and get. Did he get man first? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah, a difficult one, but obviously moving on to uh, Watkins as a whole. Um, you know we've got to we've got to mention you know a threat for for Everton uh, threat against Everton seems to be playing with a lot of confidence and obviously took his penalty really well straight down the middle very calm and gets five in, five goals in five Premier League games in a row and first Villa player to do it and uh, yeah seems like he's got a new lease of life now he's kind of the main man. Yeah, I mean, look, again, he's been someone that's been quite rightfully uh, maligned at times by the Villa fan base and certainly us on this pod. And I think that's because he hasn't been looking like he'll score goals and not been taking his chances. So to score in five consecutive Premier League games for anybody is an incredible feat. It really is. You know, and actually, I know he's not, I mean, he's probably not, he's been unlucky to not get the points that would have deserved. It's only, it's only garnered six points for us, hasn't it? Because obviously yeah. we, lost, we lost three of those games, but six valuable points. You know, we got the winner in Southampton. Um, and he got the first goal, effectively, that, you know, uh, Everton, I didn't think we're ever going to get back into it. So, you know, it was um, the first goal. Also, an absolutely great touch to, to McGinn for the second yeah. goal. Yeah. You know, really laid it off beautifully for McGinn. McGinn of old, driving forward. And then, um, obviously, dispatched by, by Buendia. But, um, 
Yeah, I don't think he did. He didn't have too many chances in the game again, but I love the fact Just that he demanded the, head, the ball. The header that Pickford saved onto the post and then, yeah, other than that took one. his penalty away. So, yeah, I just think he was... Uh... He was just, yeah, he just did what he was did what he was paid to. I think he's he's going into games now, kind of almost expecting to score, which is what you want from your from your striker, don't you? And I, I'd really like to see him get two goals in the game. I'd really like to see him get a brace, you know, like and just just get you know get more than one goal in the game, just because I think that would kind of put him to that that next that you know pushing into that next level. But you know, there's words of kind of potentially being in the next Gareth Southgate uh, England squad and, and stuff like that. So he can only keep putting the ball in the net. And he seems to be a player who's really blossoming under the Emery, the Emery sort of coaching and the Emery style. And I have noticed a little bit less of the um, just running around everywhere and just being more effective in the areas that he should be being more effective in. Well, that was said earlier in the season, wasn't it? That it, you know, obviously, he had the stats for being the best pressing centre forward in the league. Dean Smith used to really talk about that. He used to wax lyrical about how he was the best pressing forward in the league. But if you're running into a, you know a lot of blind alleys and and working off of the team, that's great. But maybe you're using a bit too much of your energy. Yeah. So when, so when you are in goal scoring positions, perhaps that calmness isn't there in front of the goal, that composure that you need. So um, I just think he looks way more confident. I mean, look look at the goal he scored. Scored at Arsenal, you know, just you know, went wide and then he just still, you know, unleashed to finish. And yeah, even demanding the penalty, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if it had been a few months ago if, if actually maybe someone else had taken it, everyone there had taken it or someone. But he demanded the ball, didn't he? he wanted the ball and he, he absolutely dispatched it, you know, put his foot through it down the middle, down the middle, wasn't it? We're looking back, we thought it was top, yeah, corner, yeah, but... we thought it was right in the top corner, but yeah, down the middle, down the middle, yeah, yeah, yeah so and. And and you can see he feels confident. I saw his interview after the game. He did a little five, didn't he, to the fans? Mm. Um, so yeah, I, it's just it's just great to see. And he's been linked with Arsenal again today. Uh, obviously, the yeah. Arsenal fan. <laughs> potential yeah. potential contract talks potentially. Just there's yeah. nothing nothing wrong with a little big club link. You know, when you're yeah. in, in goal scoring form to get yourself a new contract. So especially if Tyro Mings is getting one, there must be yeah. contracts being banded around. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron's back in the house. Yo, yo, long time no see. Blood, yes, man. Europa Conference League is coming for Villa. So, yeah. Um, Aaron, unfortunately, my patois is uh, is uh, he's not he's a bit rusty at the moment. So I can't I can't do it in the uh, in the accent, mate. Unfortunately, but yeah, Europa Conference League. Let's see. We'll see. Uh, Michael said we need to be playing in Europe to keep our best players. Absolutely. Um, Andy was a little bit worried at times, again, overplaying and indecisive, playing it from the back. Thank God it was only Everton. I thought we got better with it as the game went on. I've noticed in the first half we were a little bit pending every now and again, but I thought we got better at it as the, as the game wore on and as Everton kind of, I don't know, sort of just dropped into their shell a little bit. So, yeah, yeah that, we seemed that... to get out more after, in the second half. Quite a bit of the ball, didn't they, Everton, but didn't do much with it. And I think it no. was a bit... I think that game will be difficult for any team going there, you know, any team, because it, it was under miles an hour. Dyche has got on playing with, at least with a bit of heart. Um, you know, they're running around a lot, you know, closing down spaces, which is, I guess, is at least you can expect it. But it's kind of an anti-football, isn't it, really? Because there wasn't yeah. much incis incisive play. And I think that will be difficult for any team. So, you, uh, in, in actually, in a bit of retrospect, I'm thinking maybe it was hard for Villa. There wasn't a huge amount of space to play with. They're having to show their tenacity and fight. And it was good to see, actually, on the back of some... You know, some some goals being shipped in the last few games, 11 in the last three games. Good to see not just a clean sheet, but a real, you know, 
real hard work in defensive performance as a team. I thought everyone actually played well as a team, you know, um, yeah. other than other than probably Bailey. I know you might think obvious to say that, but no, I didn't think he did anything to be fair. So you know, and I think he was sort of rightly, rightly subbed, and uh, I think the subs obviously did had a had a big impact, and uh, yeah. We'll, we'll come on to one of the, the, the biggest impacts of what one of the players in a second, um, definitely. Uh, Greg says he's the nonce goalkeeper, uh, top goalkeeper in every aspect, not at Emmy level right now, but similar to how he was when he joined. Okay, I had a look at him, Alvin, Alvin Lafont. He's played 61 games for Nantes, 65 on loan before that. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like he's um, been quite established in the French league. Um, yeah, quite a lot, quite a lot of appearances. French under 21 international. So, might get, yeah, we'll keep an eye on him. Cheers, Greg. Belgian Villa said, not the best performance, but a much-needed win. Reminds me of the home win against Norwich last year when wasn't the best performance, but a win was needed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron wants McPhee gone. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. We didn't concede off a set-piece this week. We didn't score off one. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm, fair. I'm still with you there, I think. Uh, Ollie is getting better with his back-to-goal, says Andy. Hard-working and playing with passion. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, and he's a great role model to other players. Get your work rate right, then the quality will come. Um, why was why was Buendia taking the ball though, knowing that Watkins was game for five and five? Maybe maybe he did it. I don't know. I, we, again, I didn't notice, but maybe he did it. You know, how sometimes they've taken the ball to stop the for, to stop the players from get crowding around him. And then they swap yeah. the penalty taker. Maybe I don't or, know. Or maybe for the keeper. Maybe the keeper thinks someone else is going to take it. And yeah. Then, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, Bailey wasn't happy, says Michael, when he came off, shook his head a lot. Uh, but, but obviously, the player he was, who replaced him, Emi Buendia, and probably what was the move of the match um, in terms of, like you've, you've touched on there, ball into Watkins, laid off to McGinn. McGinn slips it into Buendia, little, little sort of drop of the shoulder. Um, you know, Cody's left standing there like a statue and then just absolutely dispatched into the net. Um, yeah, great goal and, and something that we've wanted to see from Emmy Buendia for, for a while, to be fair. Yeah, it was it was the only real moment like move of quality in the match, really, wasn't it? I know actually for the for the penalty, um Buendia did a nice little ball, didn't he? Like first time. Yeah. But from I think the throwing came into him and he just he fed it into McGinn, didn't he? But uh, the whole the whole got whole goal. I'm not sure who played it forward, but the great touch from Watkins, driving little driving run from McGinn, played it into Buendia. He turned Cody inside out and then just smashed it in the bottom corner. And yeah, it was it was what Villa do not do, which is you know get a second goal. Often you know we got a second goal, we really put that game to bed. And I wouldn't say it was easy straight at the end, but it was a lot more comfortable than I thought it would be away at Goodison Park. You know, with a few minutes to go. Yeah, I don't recall them having any chances really after that. Um... And yeah, you go two nil up after what was it, eighty-one minutes? You know, <laughs> when a team hasn't looked like scoring for the previous eighty minutes, they're not going to score two or three goals in the in the in the final ten fifteen, yeah. are they? So yeah. yeah, it was it was you know it was pretty much game over to be honest. Yeah, and uh, yeah, cue scenes in the away end. Yeah, it was it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was brilliant, and and shout out to McGinn as well. You know, I thought he um, you know, I think he obviously he got. Technically got the got the got got the assist, didn't he, for the penalty because he got fouled for well, I don't know if he was fouled, but anyway. Um and um and obviously then got the assist for the uh, for the what would ultimately was was the icing on the cake. And I thought he actually played really well, but uh, yeah, he sorry, got man of the match, didn't again. he, McGinn? And he got singled out him and Ramsey got singled out on match of the day for praise. And 
looking at it, you know, in that terms of that analysis, that kind of box midfield, that four in midfield really worked for us as the game went on with, you know, kind of outnumbering Everton's three, which was which was really pleasing to see. And it was good to see Ramsey kind of carrying the ball and 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 getting back to those kind of dangerous runs, albeit he didn't necessarily have any um, any sort of shots or threats in front of goal. It was good to see both of them kind of linking really well. Yeah, I thought Ramsey actually, without being, you know, sparkling like he has been, I thought Ramsey was was way better than he has been. And it was good to see because he's in the team really for that energy, isn't he? He really is. Yeah. And being able, being able to, to, to progress the ball forward. So I thought, I thought actually they did really well. And it was really nice also to see players like, we talk about McGinn's had a lot of grief. Mings has had a lot of grief. Watkins has had a lot of grief. You know, I'm not saying it hasn't been justified at times. It was nice to see some of those players that have been here for a bit actually perform. I thought they were probably the three best players for us on the day, arguably. And, um, yeah. you know, I thought Mings, you know, the stats about Mings in terms of his, um, he won all of his grand and aerial duels. Now, admittedly, it was against Neil Morpay. Well, I mean, maybe there was obviously, you know, other players from, you know, free kicks and stuff and corners, but... Um, that's what you want. You want McGinn doing what he should be doing, which is driving with the ball, showing that it's all well and good showing the heart. You want actually some some contributions, actually, you know, in, in forward positions. And Watkins got his goal and played a part in the second goal as well. You can't, I don't think you can ask for much more, really. Absolutely not. Uh, loads of comments again coming in. T1 says, I want to see Duran next game, though. Understood why he didn't play in the hostile Everton game, but he should get some minutes against Palace. Yeah, different type of game, you know, hopefully we'll, you know, and, and different situation in the game. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Rod says, Leon can't complain, he had a poor game. He will be back, just not his day. Buendia was amazing. Um, Greg says, two goals in two weeks where you can see the Emery effect. Absolutely, it was, you know, that goal against Arsenal and then the, the second goal against Everton. Yeah, you can really see really well-crafted goals, which is excellent and, and good fast play. Um don't know why he wasn't doing anything. Needs a rest. Bailey does. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Michael says Bailey did nothing. Don't know why Buendia didn't start. But again, maybe doesn't have that impact off the bench. You know, I think there's there's a, there's a there's a question mark over that some of our players that are always great off the bench or have an impact off the bench. And it is important. It is important to use your bench. So, um, but yeah, I, I do I do think he'll I do think he deserves his start on on Saturday certainly if uh, obviously injury permitting. Yeah, I, I actually think Wendy has generally been better off the bench, though. I think he has. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. and Coutinho's best moments, I think, have been when he's come off in little glints on the bench. That is a problem for us, not having these players that can impact the game impact the game from the start. Yeah. And Michael Bay- saying Bailey will be a bench player next season. Yeah, agreed. Well, I mean, let, let's see what happens to Bailey, but I, I think that it's, it's just another underwhelming performance. I don't think away from home he really has offered anything. And no, he hasn't scored a goal away from home. Um, yeah, he's had moments at home, hasn't he? But um, yeah. it's just those moments moments of quality and, and class that we see from him are really few and far between. And the problem with Bailey now is he's becoming a bit of a liability. You know, it's yeah. effectively like, you, like you've got 10 players out there. Yeah. It, it's it's not good, and look, I don't think he's got his um his confidence, and he, he he needs I think he needs a couple of games out, and let's see how he comes to the bench. Yeah, yeah. Andy says Guinea encouraging signs over the last two games. Totally agree. Yeah. Rich said good for Coutinho just when he starts to look like he was finding a bit of form. Yeah, yeah he's out for yeah. a month or so. Uh, luckily, we've got the international break, so maybe that that kind of helps there. Nico Williams and Guendouzi straight next year straight into the team. 100%. But there's been rumours Mar- Marcus Taram is the one that we, we want up front as well. So we'll see about yeah. that. 
Uh, I think McGinn really suits Emery's system, says Ian. Uh, totally agree. And then Timon says, Bailey's Kev's best friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been fairly easy on him because, like I say, he just didn't really do anything to to warrant any any praise or criticism, to be honest. He didn't really do anything. Um, quick look at the statistics. Um, again, while we are, while I'm just getting the screen, um, please do make sure you leave a like on the video. And uh, please, um, oh, why is this not working? Please do um, subscribe to the channel. Uh, no, forget that. I can't. I can't get it. Get this. Get it on the screen. I'm using a different computer at the moment. So I'll run them through with you. Um, Villa, fifty-three point five percent possession against Everton's forty-six and a half percent. Five shots on target for each team. Fifteen shots that Everton had against our nine. We had a lot more touches of the ball, 629 and 433 passes. Um, 27 clearances we had. They had five corners. We had one. Uh, one yellow card for us, which was Martinez's customary one, and they had two. Um, so, yeah, I think it was just a solid away performance, Kev, to be honest with you. Nothing really stands out in terms of, stati of statistics for me. I think Everton would be quite disappointed with that many shots um, and not, not making any of them really count or or tell as such, but yeah, solid away performance on the whole, mate. Yeah, I don't think they um they really can grumble too much. I think they they technically had a bit more possession, but they didn't do much with it. There was obviously the header, there was the the one off of Conza's behind that bounce that probably more they should have done a bit better with, but really they didn't do much. Um it's it's a it's a game that Villa do not win usually. They're a game like that in a, in a scrappy game, and we, we seem to be getting pretty good at doing that. It wasn't particularly great at times against Spurs. Brighton wasn't great at times. The Spurs game, you know, again moments of quality won that game. You know that Louise goal was, was absolutely beautiful. Um, Brighton, yeah. obviously, you know Ings stepped up on the day, didn't he? And got a couple of goals. Um, and against Southampton, you know Watkins doing what he hasn't often done enough, which is you know nick a winner. Uh, in a game where particularly it could have gone either way, and again today, you know, it, it, it's scrapping out the, these um, these games that we're actually been pretty good at. The problem we've got is when we play at home against at home against teams like Palace upcoming, uh, where we're expected to have a bit more of the ball and play with it, that we don't seem to do a very good job. So, I'm expecting um, I'm expecting a much 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 better home performance in the next game. Yeah, Palace. well, Emery seems determined, and Duncan there says all three March fixtures are winnable, would give us forty points. So. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And, you know, we can get, we got over 30 points this weekend, uh, 31 points now sitting on. So, you know, another win on Saturday puts us 34. And then we are definitely sort of more looking up the table than, than worrying about anything behind us. So, yeah, yeah let's let's hope it continues. Um, quick little bit of news on, on Emmy Martinez. As I say, the news came through as we were kind of setting up this, setting up the show. Um, but yeah, been been voted at the. I'm not sure what awards it is. Is it FIFA awards or World oh, yeah. Football Awards? But he's been has been nominated as the best world's best goalkeeper, which is you know phenomenal for us to say that we've got that goalkeeper. Yeah, it's the 2022 best FIFA awards. It's called. Okay. And, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely fantastic. Can you believe that Aston Villa? Let's not forget Villa fans, right? We've had in recent years Mark Bunn in goal. You know, we've had, um, you know, we've had Gabor Karayi. We've had some some goalies, haven't we, over the years? Stefan Posma, Peter Enkelman. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it, I mean, I know Guzan had his moments in a few games, penalty saving, but I don't think he was particularly great who for was us. The, who, what was the name of the keeper we had in the Sheffield United game? And he, 
you know, the ghost goal. What was his name again? Oh, Nyland. Ne- yeah, yeah, yeah. Royal Nyland, yeah. uh, yeah. Lovric, Kalinic, you know. Kalinic, bloody hell. Yeah, we had some of these goalies. And then, you know, remember Galini played for us. He was like Galani. Galini, yeah. Galini. So anyway, I mean, sorry, I bet people are switching off in their, like in the hundreds now, aren't they? They've had enough of this. Nightmares. To have a goalkeeper that plays for us, not only is a decent goalie, but has won the World Cup and voted the FIFA best goalie in the world, playing for Aston Villa is incredible. Absolute huge congratulations for you to him. You know, I know he's been a bit of a Marmite character lately with some of his antics, but I, I, wonder, think... I wonder what he did with the trophy this time when he won. Probably stuck stuck at me bottom, didn't he? <laughs> um, no, I hope he had a little bit bit more class this time around. But um, look, it's it's a great another great fillet for Aston Villa as a club to have a player that plays for us that has won that has won that award. It's absolutely magnificent, and it just does more to put us on the map, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Duncan does say we have a long tradition of good goalkeepers: Rimmer, Spink, Bosnich, Sorensen, Schmeichel, Friedel, and Emmy. So. There's a few good ones there sprinkled. There is in not the, so much in recent one. years. Not so much in no, recent years. No, yeah. no, absolutely not. Um, and then obviously we want to do a, a big shout out as well to the Villa women's team who uh, made it to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup with a dramatic penalty shootout victory against West Ham yesterday. Kev. Yeah, abs- absolutely fantastic. Again, I mean the Villa's women m- march on. I think it was seven six on penalties. I think Hannah Hannah Hampton, the goalie, got the winning penalty. I think. Wow. Um, I didn't. I didn't get to watch it, but or I haven't seen many any highlights. But yeah, it was. Um, I mean, to get through to the knockout stages, well, the, the business end of the knockout stages uh, of that tournament is um is fantastic. So yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And um, Mark, I think Mark Rachel you know, Daly got another goal, didn't she? Rachel Daly's be- becoming the most reliable <laughs> Mark Mark's woman uh, in the league, isn't she? It's, it's so, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's mad that the the uh, like the record that she's that she's on with Villa, but it, it just shows you, you know, like kind of the quality that they've got in the team now. And I know you mentioned today how much we're kind of moving up the league and fifth position and going into games, expecting to win now and, and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And obviously quarterfinals of the cup. Uh, I want to see if the draw's been, has the draw been made yet? I don't, I don't, I don't know if it has yet. I don't know if it has. Let's just it? have a look. Have a look to see. Oh, it has, it, has, it has been made, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you who we've got. We've got Man City at home. Good luck. Uh, okay. Good okay. luck. Well, we did beat him. We beat him at home in the first league game of the season. Yeah. 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 And we're only, you know, we're only two positions behind him, admittedly nine points, but, you know, it's, um, it's a one off game to home. So come on, come on, ladies, let's do it. Absolutely. So, yeah, Man City, because didn't they beat them? They beat them. F- was it the first game of this season to beat him 4 3? First yeah. game of this season. Of, and then uh, drew 1 1. Yeah, Daly's debut. Actually, the 1 1 was a great, great performance. So, taking four points off in this season. So, I think Villa will go into that with a bit of confidence. I mean, look, we've got, look at the other players Kirsty Hansen, Kenza Darley, obviously Jordan Nobbs is signed. You know, we've, we've got a, a right good team. You know, Alicia Lehman. So, there's some really good players there. So, uh, I think they'll be, they'll be hoping to imagine that. Imagine if we won a bit of silverware. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Well, Everton women uh, next away. So if they can match what Villa Villa uh, men's team did at Everton away, they'll be uh, they'll be smashing it. So well, it's a big yeah, game. Cur- yeah, currently in fifth position, twenty points. Everton are in sixth position on nineteen points. So quite a big game because there's a gap to Arsenal women in fourth. They're on twenty six points. 
So yeah, Villa women want to kind of if they want to get into that break into that top four, they need they need win. You know, they obviously need wins and, and for one or two teams to slip up. But to be talk about being in fifth position is great, isn't it? Um, you know, yeah. especially the last couple of years where they've just about managed to stay up. So yeah, and you can get a bit of daylight news. daylight between Everton. Um, and yourselves, that'd be great. Hope Arsenal don't uh, don't get a result at Liverpool against Liverpool, and then hey, who knows? But look, whatever happens, season stops now, and they don't win another game. It's been it's been a brilliant season, so yeah, credit to them. I think they're real credit to the club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Michael says, yeah, congratulations to Villa win. Please get down and support them. Favorite player is Kenza Darley, and yeah, we, we we've given her so many plaudits. She's just done brilliant, and yeah, Rach Daly's top notch. Um, Kev, great having you on, mate. Just a quick, short and sweet one tonight. Um, yeah. We will be back uh, tomorrow with um, Talking Tactics show with Gareth. So that'll be out at some point tomorrow. So please look out for that. A talking about a win as well. Um, but yeah, interesting, I'm sure, as always with Gareth in terms of tactically breaking it down, looking at the data, looking at kind of the XG and the uh, player influences and let and seeing, you know, what works for us against Everton that we can take into the next game. So please do look out for that. As I said before, please do like the video and please do subscribe to the channel. Um, help us continue to grow. As we say, we've passed the 1000 mark. We want to keep going. Um, and yet yeah, we will be back later on in the week as well for a match preview show for Crystal Palace coming up at home. Um, once again, thank you for everyone for joining us on the Cheers show. Up. It's been a pleasure. And as always, please all remember, we all follow the Villa. Up the Thanks, villa. everyone. Take care.